lady at Walmart. I was getting carded for buying spray paint because you got to be over 18. I have a mask on. Wait, really? Yeah. 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 I think what? people like huff it or something. I don't know. Yeah. Okay, Actually, no, you can't huff spray paint. You die. I think it's I think it's the stuff in it. Like the trim can up upside down. Maybe. I don't know. I'm not huffing spray paint. I don't know. You know what? It's good. Maybe we, we don't know for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Right in to Sinister Sunrise podcast, <laughs> you know. This lady, I was like, do you want me, to, do you need to card me? Like, I'm in my mid to late 20s, so. Uh, and she's like, oh, your laugh lines give you away. No, you're good. And I was like. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Thank you. And she's like, I think she caught herself. She's like, oh, but you're beautiful. And I was like, oh, I am. Thanks. Who the fuck says that? <laughs> your laugh lines. Like- I was like. Or did she call them laugh lines and not like frown eyes or something? Mm-hmm. You're crow's feet. <laughs> yeah, I mean, fuck, I don't have the elasticity that I did when I was 16, yeah. but like, yeah. thank you, bitch. Boo, princess butter. <laughs> As I sit here and stuff my face with cookies. Yeah, tell me more. <laughs> no, I always do the boo, princess buttercup at blues games, and I'm like, woo, I go, boo, princess buttercup. <laughs> I don't think I've ever been to a blues game with you. No. Uh, you'll know if you have. I'll he- actually, I'll he- maybe I'd hear it even if we weren't together. <laughs> you probably would. <laughs> I have a really great time. That's awesome. Yes. <laughs> oh, definitely not a first date locale for me. Boo! Because you gotta like do it. <laughs> I'm sorry. Are you yodeling? Like, what's happening? Just like to hear myself make noises, I guess. Hey, Clavin my- has still stuck around, so yeah, yeah. that's a good sign. <laughs> yeah. Is that why you did this podcast? So you can make weird noises and hear yourself? Do you I listen mean, to us? I mean, I'm not saying that's like my number one reason, but it's like top ten. There you go. It, it's got benefits, guys. All right. When we went to Europe, we got to do, um, it does correlate, I promise. I'm really surprised you didn't go, when we went to Europe. <laughs> then we went to Europe. <laughs> no, we, um, we were on this big tour bus, people, and, like, day two, they ask everyone to come up to the front and, like, introduce themselves. Oh, no. And, like, what are you looking forward to the most? And I was the most casual, like, flipping mics, like, tell you the truth, everybody. I've been looking forward to this right here. <laughs> you don't want to put a microphone on my hand. They called me Microphone Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> and then poor Cleveland was Microphone Sarah's boyfriend. Oh. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, you had to do it? Yeah, mm-hmm. I do. Like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I At least they, the people wanted a show. <laughs> At least they didn't make you do like an icebreaker. They did. Uh, you had to like tell a joke and something else. Oh, see, I hate that. That's what they yeah. do. Like school starting back up again. Yeah. So like we always get like new hires and then we all have to go around and introduce yeah. ourselves again. What's an interesting fact? I don't have one. I'm boring. <laughs> I don't <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> uh, well yes yes sometimes you don't like i've told my coworkers, but my coworkers also aren't surrounded by children all day so it's like yeah exactly that's my thing too so i haven't like broadcasted to everyone yeah but i also don't feel think i'm like soliciting for my podcast like yeah yeah do this thing for me Mm -hmm. yeah one time we were in a big group meeting and someone's like well morgan has a podcast and i was like you sure? <laughs> sure do. Ooh, ooh, this morning? Mm, guess the cat's out of the bag. Yeah. <laughs> Ugh, it's fine. It's fine. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. I think some people listen. Cool. If, yeah. If you work for where I work, shout out to you. There Thanks. You yeah. 
like how you're keeping this podcast evergreen. If you work where I work, <laughs> shout out to you. Hey, I try my darndest. Mm-hmm. If you did listen to last week's episode, I know Sarah put on an event. So how did that end yeah! up going? Excellente, everybody. Thank you to everyone who came out. It was great. I don't have the total numbers yet, but... What if cha-ching. That's- <laughs> the numbers. No. What if that <laughs> They're one? coming in. No. Um, yeah, like how much money you raised or anything, but overall it was a good turnout, good yeah. time, a little toasty, but still had a lot of people. So thank you guys. Yeah, it was so much fun. I was there. Yes. And I was there. These the heat. So we love Sarah. My co-hosts were there. Thank mm-hmm. you guys. I appreciate it. The good beer really helped. It was good beer. I did not have the snack or the food truck. Mm. That was good. But I heard it was, was I heard it was delish. The bur- cheeseburgers apparently were phenomenal. They yeah. went quick. Yeah. Like hour? Hour Maybe. one? Literally, it was Spongebob behind, like, the... <laughs> yeah. Two I'd like to think ads. they probably made a lot of money since they were, like, the only food truck there. Yes. So. And it was so hot. So everyone yes. was like, give me drinks. Give me food. I yes. didn't even see any, like, because we kind of didn't know where you guys were. So we did, like, a loop around the, uh... oh, my God, what is it called? Ruins? Tower Grove Park? No, the circle thing that you... The roundabout? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, circly thing. Wowie. Okay, we went around that a couple times. And, and we all have our licenses. <laughs> I was... Was I driving? I was driving. Oops. Oops. Were you? Were you? <laughs> I was. But I didn't drive home. Um, yes, we did a couple loops around that. And I did not see any other food trucks at all. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. they had to have made, made bank. Yes. And there was like a concert in the park going on too that night. Oh. Because I had um, a group of ladies whose laugh lines gave the rage away. No, they didn't. They came up and um, were asking about where this, like, funky brothers bluesy brass band was. And I was like, not here. Yeah, (laughs) you're in the wrong part of the park. It's right here. I would have, but they're like, concert. We paid for tickets, so they're in this park. And I was like, oh, well, not here. I don't live here in the park, so. I'm a park person. (laughs) Like that tent, it's mine. Lowered. Uh, this is Mr. Sunrise. Yes. I'm Morgan. I'm Sarah. I'm Erin. And uh, today we have a group episode. <laughs> Actually, really quick before we start, I, I have a correction to make. Oh, okay. It was brought to my attention. Um, I told the story before that I gave a friend a wet willy, and then she popped me in the face. Um, some <laughs> people that were in the car would like me to correct. She did apologize to me after the surprise pop that she did. And now that it's been mentioned, yes. She also looked just as shocked as I was. It was just, I mean, I think I would, like, like a so pop. But, oh, no, I'm so, like, yeah. No, it was, like, very much instinctual. And then we both were like, oh, what did we do? Like, Friendship okay? Friendship okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you for, yes. Thank you for correcting your yeah, story. Yeah, she's not a terrible person. Woo! I just said a, a bad deed. Well, thank you. That was a week or two ago, so. Yeah. yeah. Good thing we came around. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Um, yep. Yeah. And now it's all down here. It's yeah. All... Downhill from here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All three of us. Down yeah. the highway from here. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Yep. I was going to sing and then I changed <laughs> my mind because down the highway of tears. Oh. <laughs> I mean, that's not terrible. The highway itself is terrible, but the song choice. Thank you. So today we are covering the Highway of Tears in Canada. Canada. 
British Columbia. Mm-hmm. Columbia. I do love watching the Miss Universe, like, shouting where they're from. Columbia! Oh, I remember. <laughs> oh, my God. I just said it the way you said it with an accent. Yeah. I remembered the Spanish uh, Capitals song that I had to learn, and it was like, Bogota, Colombia, Lima, Peru. And then you had to do it all over. Not my Spanish video that I showed you guys? No, 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 no. Not about the... <laughs> Billy <what>? La Bufa. <laughs> no, 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 no. Billy La Bufa. <laughs> este Alufana. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> Why was no one in your class like cracking up? I could. We were okay. <laughs> Thank God. But then you have to kind of keep it serious enough that she'll replay it. <laughs> oh, I didn't catch that last sentence. Yeah. <laughs> so if there was like downtime, we'd be like, boo, <laughs> Oh, that's how I say boo. Boo. No, it's the same thing. We're back. <laughs> back to you. Overall, this was probably the most, the most genuine laughs you'll hear that aren't like an awkward laughter as the yeah. episode continues that's why we're laying it on that's thick why. at the moment because <laughs> mm-hmm. yep. we know yep. it's coming yeah so again uh today we are covering the highway of tears in canada uh let me uh let me flip to my notes here yeah here we go all right so uh to preface there it's all kind of crimey, so we're all mm-hmm. kind of touching base on this crime, uh, and I actually get to do the introduction hey. with Sarah's help. So, some comments from the gallery would be nice. Thank yes. you. For the Notice how I, did, I didn't say peanut. Mm-hmm. I said gallery. Oh. I was well, not- I'm just a nut. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just a nut. <laughs> Um, are you not i'm just a bill yeah (laughs) oh no goodbye okay all the americans are singing along everyone else is like what is this yeah Um, schoolhouse rock to everyone not from america Mm -hmm. (sighs) wait what if do you think they have schoolhouse rock in other countries i feel like other countries are way smarter than us and do not need schoolhouse rock but if you do have it i would want to know what if it's the same just in a different language yo soy yeah, what a, maybe. La, I don't know how to say Bill. Bufanda. Yo, yo soy Bufanda. La Bill. <laughs> es, la Bufanda say is Stan. I don't know how to say Stan. I mean, you're ahead of me. Yeah. <laughs> I took Portuguese to Spanish and I don't know what you're saying. So Cool. I was saying, I'm I'm just a Bill and I was going to say I'm sitting here, but I couldn't. Mm-mm. Hi. Okay. Anyway. Checking your pulse? No, there's a th- there was a trick that we learned in Spanish, and it was like near, far, very far. What she's doing, guys, is touching her inner elbow, the, cre- the crease, midway arm, and then like my fingertips. Yeah, so it was like eh, I don't know. Anyway, there was a song. There's lots of songs. It's the only way I remember things, apparently. Yeah, my whole education. So, I wanted to start out before we give some details about this, um, Sarah. How did you find this topic for us? Um, I was driving. <laughs> what? <laughs> I was not. All right, for question. Um, <coughs> I was driving to pick up my morning coffee, which I think I'm gonna stop doing because it's probably not good for like carbon emissions in the world. I'm doing a lot of like self-reflecting. Um, because <laughs> I don't need to be on the roadways, but I do go quite a bit because I get the coffee membership. It's whatever. Cut it out. Keep it in. I don't care. Um. <laughs> Yeah, this is what it's like to interview me. <laughs> um, Ooh. Ooh. 
And I was behind someone who had a bumper sticker that said, I survived the highway of tears. And I was like, oh. Oh, my God. That's weird. <laughs> oh. And then I was like, maybe I don't know what the highway of tears is. Like, I thought I was confusing it with something because. Yeah. Happens maybe it's like often. a hike. Yeah. I was like, maybe I don't think it is what it is. And I Googled it because it stuck out. And I was like, it is what it is. How odd. But now I'm thinking it got me to Google it and shine some light on us. So maybe it's oh, okay. good marketing. Maybe. Okay. Yeah. We're just thinking, I, I didn't remember hearing the story of how we got here. So you're the one who suggested the topic. So I just was curious. Mm-hmm. What if I was like, I love tears and I love highways. <laughs> I would have said, same. <laughs> <laughs> I love a good cry on the open road. Oh, glad there's a bumper sticker behind that. Yeah. Bumper sticker. Oh, well, great. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, so, oh, I'll say it at the end. I have a totally off topic thing, but I'll say it at the end. Just remind me somebody. Okay. Just, it's in my notes. Okay. <clears throat> Can I have like a key word to give you? Podcast. <laughs> That's a good jump off point. <laughs> well, it's my, uh, it's like my th- fourth note in my thing here. It'll key be a okay. word, fourth note. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, I hope all this stays in. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. So. <clears throat> Uh, so again, talking about the Highway of Tears, not to, do not confuse it with the Trail of Tears. Very different because mm-hmm. I remembered what you said we topic we were doing, and then I started to type it, and I was like, that is not right. Whoa, 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 whoa! I think Trail of Tears is just as sad. Oh yes, but yeah. totally different locales. Yeah. Very different. Very different for the topic we're covering. Today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 So. Um, for those of you who do not know, uh, this is a span of road, again in Canada, uh, where many indigenous people have vanished or been a victim of murder. Um, a local citizen created the term MMIW, and it stands for Missing and Murdered Indi- Indigenous Women. Um, her name was Florence, and she coined that term in 1998. Um, the span of these crimes is from 1970 to present day um the rcmp lists the number of victims as less than 18 and really quick rcmp is royal canadian mountain police mounted Mounted police police. because they're on horseback yes they used to be the mounties yes yes Mm -hmm. so thank you for that yes yeah thought Um, it was candy it's definitely not (laughs) that's mountains we're back (laughs) oh my god (laughs) Oh my god, okay. <clears throat> well, the RCMP lists that the number of victims is less than 18. Um, however, aberration or aboriginal is I am I saying that? Aboriginal. Right? Aboriginal why am I that's a hard word. I'm sorry. Yeah. I don't mean to be disrespectful. I could have also aboriginal you incorrectly, so this is like yeah. penitentiary. Penitentiary. Mm-hmm. If you guys knew how many times I had practiced the word penitentiary before we did episode two, I'm not going to admit how many times I practiced because I still messed it up. So, <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, we say Boo Princess Buttercup to that number. Yeah, I yeah. think that's what you're getting at. Yes, Boo Ori- Princess Buttercup. Aboriginal organizations estimate that the number of murdered women quote ranges above forty four zero mm-hmm. end quote. Uh, That's from Wikipedia. Uh, Also noted on Wikipedia is the list of victims. And I wanted to really point out from that, because obviously we need to get to the meat and bones of this terrible situation. And they all deserve some time, so I'm not going to read 
you know, pull out one from another on that list besides the topics we talk about today. Um, but the three most recent are from 2020. So I want you all to like think about that. This started in 1970 mm-hmm. and the three most recent are from one year ago. How effed up is this? Yeah. Like insane. Do you want to hear something all still terrible? I don't know. Yeah. A good chunk of them are related. <gasps> like oh. cousins. Because oh, it's yeah, like small true. communities yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Uh, yeah. As if like tragedy yeah. doesn't need to strike one a family more than once. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, so there have been a few investigations throughout the time, but it seems the first uh, didn't really start until 1981. Quote, in 2015, uh, the federal government launched a national inquiry into the cases. So again, 2015. I know there's like smaller ones in between those times, but that's 1970. The first one is 1981. I mean, you should already know my response, and I think we should do a whole round of Princess Buttercup. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, a few sites that I checked out uh, stated many of these cases seem to stem from, well, basically the culture of the area. Um, the Canadian Encyclopedia.ca states, quote, uh, systemic racism as well as a lack of knowledge about Indigenous issues prevents proper investigations into these cases, end quote. Mm-hmm. Um, and personally, I think Wikipedia puts the, quote, possible increase of victims in this area uh, is due to, and I will read the quote from Wikipedia, just because they summed it up very well, to, in my opinion. Okay. <clears throat> Proposed explanations for these year-long endurance of these crimes and the limited progress at identifying culprits include poverty, drug abuse, widespread domestic violence, disconnection with traditional culture and disruption of the family unit through the foster care system and Canadian Indian residential school system. Poverty in particular leads to low rates of car ownership and mobility. Thus hitchhiking is often the only way to travel vast difference distances to see family, go to work Mm -hmm. or school or seek medical treatment. Another factor leading to abductions and murders is that the area is largely isolated and remote with soft soil in many areas and carnivorous scavengers to carry away human remains. These factors (laughs) precipitate Precipitate. (laughs) violent attacks as predators feel a sense of impunity, privacy, and the ability to easily carry out their crimes and hide evidence. End quote. Again, sorry, I hate to read directly from Wikipedia, but it was like, my little brain, aside from that one word, knew what it meant. So, <laughs> um, Overall, we either have someone who is more than likely, this is just my opinion, I'm sorry. Ah, overall, we either have someone who is more than likely super old committing these serial abductions and murders, or Wiki and other sites are right and issues are stemming from poverty and they are at play. But I do want to point out, it is not... Um, I think they call them First Nation people now. Like, mm-hmm. it's pretty much the white people's fault that they're in such poverty because America isn't the only one with white people that suck. Um, <laughs> as a white lady, some of us suck. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I got a quick rundown of the history of, like, Canada or whatever. So, like, boop, boop, boop. We come over and we're like, oh, 
you guys are great. Help us fight the British because we also want independence. And they're helping us, like, being nice. Everything's cool. It's all Gucci. We're, like, taking some land. But, like, you know, just amongst friends, you and I. Just amongst friends? Yeah. Yeah. And then they got the whole ordeal worked out with the British. Like, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, this is a really high level. <laughs> I'm right here with you. Thank you. And then um, we start realizing, like, they're going to want their land back. So all these rumors and start spreading, like, false information. Like, they're going to take the land. They don't want us to have this land. Huh, because it wasn't our land to begin with. <laughs> so then we start making it. I'm saying we. I'm just going to go ahead and say the white person. We. Yeah, the collective we. Um, start making it more and more difficult. I'm not even from Canada or British Columbia. Make it more difficult for them to own land or like mm-hmm. own land in, I think it's called like Smithton or something. There's like one bigger city where they used to live. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, mm, perhaps not. And so they keep pushing them farther and farther and farther into these areas, like near logging roads and places that like yeah. don't have big cities. But then we also don't give them a lot of resources. We just came in, took everything and said, sorry about you. I know yeah. it sucks, but your life's going to suck anyway. Mm-hmm. We also did stuff like put them in those like learning schools where you would pick them up like at seven years old, put them on a train, terrifying, take away their name, make them learn all this like English stuff because we're more civilized. You can't it's hardest declare. language in the world to learn, but it's cool. Yes. Hence why we're not great at it. It's not our fault. Yeah. <laughs> Goddamn public education. <laughs> yeah, so basically they've just been treated like second-class citizens since white people got here, it seems like. Yeah. And yeah, now they are in poverty. Like, they don't have a lot of options. They're over-policed and under-helped, which does that sound familiar, anybody? Mm-hmm. <coughs> just uh-huh. a little bit. Uh-huh. Um, I'm sorry, moving on. Yeah, yeah. Um... So yeah, whenever these things were happening, they would report it, but the police are like, well, it's the same thing as like when a prostitute goes missing, or a sex worker, excuse me, goes missing in America. Like it's mm-hmm. like the less dead. Like, well, they were probably drug users. It's like They were probably drug users because yeah. you pushed them to that because their lives sucked. Like, mm-hmm. There's just a lot of times that that collective we is used incorrectly. Like, yeah. just because they are sex worker doesn't mean that they're oh, the same as yes. sex worker A, B, and D, you know? It's, just because they're a sex worker doesn't mean they shouldn't have the same rights as anyone else. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Completely off topic, but not really. I heard this theory of why sex work is illegal. It's because um, people in power don't want women to have the ability to sell their bodies, which is like, wouldn't it be ours to sell? Yeah. Little, I mean, put that in your Personal brains. autonomy is very important. Yeah. And but there's like yeah. porn producers who are totally fine selling yeah. it. You can tell that's OnlyFans. Did you hear about that? Yes, that's uh-huh. how this came that's up. Cool. I yep. just listened to okay. about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wild. Mm-hmm. Thoughts. Like, barely touched it, but I want to learn more. So. Basically, you can't do any, like, sexual stuff on OnlyFans anymore. Uh-oh. Yeah. I'm mm-hmm. sure they'll find a way. Yeah. No, I'm like, that's another person who's like, I have a bright idea. I'm going to do that. And then OnlyFans is going to be screwed because that's like their user base right there. Yeah. That's a good chunk Someone's of it. Someone's going to start one that's like fans only. And yeah. There yeah. you go. Fans only. Fans only. <laughs> I mean, half of like people on there are celebrities. I'm sure majority of them could even, one of them could probably like buy the domain and just yeah start it up. Well, I think it was an issue with the banks not wanting to like take not letting them like deposit money or something it's like the same reason why a lot of dispensaries you have to pay in cash oh it's one of those weird like federal things Hmm. yeah or it may also be that we're having issues with people returning to the workforce for the shit hours and the terrible pay 
and they were making more money on OnlyFans, and now they're like, we need you back at Taco Bell, please. Like, let's learn how to stimulate the economy in the way that the people are showing them. <coughs> sure. beep, beep, beep. Like I said, make it legal, tax the shit out of it, everything will be okay. You take our money anyway. Anyway, yeah, this is not a political money. podcast. Yeah. Hey, man. <laughs> Sorry, I was just trying to get into, like, yes, they are impoverished. I just want to make sure everyone knows we don't think it's like, oh, these Aboriginal people can't provide for them. It's like, no, they've kind of been set up in a way where it's very difficult for them to get to mm-hmm. point B. And yes. can I, I will also add on there some of the things I mentioned when I was, like, rattling off that speech. Yeah. Regardless, I'm not saying race does not play a factor in this or is not the most important factor or is the least important factor. There are white people. There are black people. There are lots of different people that live in that area. Yes. It's partially what Sarah dove, delve into, mm-hmm. but it's also partially the area. Yes. Mm-hmm. So you've got these people that need things to be completed and you've got people that are driving this highway and I don't have a way. I mean, the one thing that they called out was, you know, medical stuff. So yeah. it's like, if I have asthma and I'm having an asthma attack and I can't afford to call an ambulance, if my family yeah. throws their thumb up and a person will take me to the hospital, that's what you yeah. have to do. Also, everyone knew this was an issue for decades and decades and decades. Mm-hmm. And people in this area were like pushing for a bus system or something, like yeah. just anything. It took until 2017 to get a bus. And the bus also sucks, I've heard. It's like infrequent, like it doesn't go enough. Not reliable. No. But I mean, it's something, but still. Yeah. So again, decades. basically nothing happened for the first 11 years of all of this happening. Um, the vast difference in number of victims per whoever decides they're claiming them is ridiculous. Yeah. I do have, I have numbers as well, but if you, okay. Well, I have a reason as to why some of them are different. Okay, cool. Oh, okay. So yeah. What numbers did you have really quick? Aaron. So I found from CBC news that there was a 2014 report by the RCMP where they said there is 1,017 Aboriginal women who had been slain between 1980 and 2012, and that another 164 were considered missing. However, um, the uh, Minister of the Status of Women, um, Patty Hadju, said the true number is likely closer to 4,000 due to research the Native Women's Association of Canada had collected. So she had um, made said this quote, Um, Activists working for the Walk for Justice initiative started collecting the names of Indigenous women who are missing or murdered. They stopped counting when they got to 4,232, end quote. So she said the big difference, like, regardless of what number is, like, actually correct or not, like, that's still a huge, like, gulf, a huge, you know. And you do have to think of it as, in particular, when you look up Highway of Tears and you see the difference in the number of victims... We are specifically speaking of within a certain range of space. Yes. So the reason um, a lot of people say 18 people have gone missing. Thank you. I thought I was going crazy. I was like, I feel like I keep seeing something. Oh, it's a little little Nat. This is a G Nat. My grandma tested me once, like, how do you spell Nat? And I said, K-N-A-T. And she's like, wow, you knew there's a silent letter. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. Yeah, don't correct me. Oh, no. Um, okay, so in 2006, police were finally like, oh, man, this is quite an issue. Let's get a task force together. Oh, 2006. Mm-hmm. Yeah, call, they, the task force was called EPANA. Mm-hmm. Don't look at how it's spelled. That's not how it's spelled. I was listening when I wrote my notes, and then I saw it later. It's not that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, they were – EPANA was 
implemented to determine if there was a serial killer working on the highway and using it as their hunting ground oh. because highway of tears it's about 450 miles so i think he said that um so it's a pretty big chunk of space like mm-hmm. which can also be why it's hard to add up who's gone missing from yeah. where mm-hmm. i know there is like a map of it on wikipedia so we'll probably post that too yeah yeah, yeah. on instagram just so people kind of see how it is because that helped me too because i was like where is this and this and yeah yes it's a huge like area expansive area um but this task force they had to set some parameters of like where to start and stop looking so they can narrow stuff down like at least get something solved so the parameters they used were one female victims only two i hate this one but involved in high risk activity which would be sex work or um hitchhiking yeah and then three this is the real boo princess buttercup this is the one mile rule so they only accepted anyone who was lost and or found one mile off of this highway mm-hmm. oh like wit yes damn bro which <sighs> boo princess buttercup because a lot of like you wouldn't realize it, but the highway of tears there's a lot of like logging roads coming off it there's a bunch of expanse 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 whatever of forest around it yeah which if you were a killer and if this was not the podcast that is this would be creepier to say but if you're going to dump a body <laughs> sorry <laughs> i tried to like rephrase this in my head but um, if you hadn't said something i wouldn't have bat an eye but i'm like mm, well you say that in a, out of context and you're like Wait, what yes <laughs> like if you were gonna let's say lay a body to rest somewhere mm-hmm. um it's gonna be a lot easier to conceal it off of one of these like side roads yes rather than just pulling off the side of the highway and tossing it you yep. know what i'm saying like mm-hmm. so it really sucks numbers wise because i think a lot of women were found in areas like that or they went missing in areas like that not necessarily right off the highway but they could not be included for this quote unquote epana task force which okay. is where we get the 18 that you'd see on wikipedia uh, okay gotcha 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 thank you for clearing that up yeah um and i think my case was the earliest one so i will kick us off all right i'm doing the case of colleen macmillan oh okay so we'll just dive in yes. yeah <laughs> there's no like good way to ease into it so. no um no on august 9th 1974 16 year old one six teen year old colleen mcmillan left her residence with the plan to hitchhike to a friend's house. Because mm-hmm. again, not front, like she was a, um, a white girl with red hair. So Morgan was right. It's not just Aboriginal people. Yes. Mm-hmm. But like the area she was in was not a wealthy area. Like whenever you have such disparity of wealth, like it's not just usually with one race. It's, mm-hmm. It sucks. Um, yeah, everyone knows that sucks. She never arrived at her friend's house. Um, a few weeks later on August 25th, her clothing was found on a common pull-off area off of one of these major highways in Canada a week oh. later. Um, August 9th to August 25th, maybe like two oh. weeks. Shit. Okay. Um, and I think a pull-off spot is kind of like a truck stop. So if you, you know, if you're driving through the night, you need to pull off, take a little nap, mm-hmm. stretch your legs, whatever you got to do, that's where it is. Um, and then to her family's horror, on September 4th, her body was found... Um, it was more south and off of a gravel logging road, just a few feet away from the road and the foliage. Whoa. So 
kind of like I was saying, it seems like this person did not take a lot of care with her body, but they also yeah. didn't want to get caught. So they tossed it into some foliage. Um, it was pretty easy to determine that she had been murdered. The documentary I watched, they kept saying it so weird. Like her cause of death was murder. And I was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> obviously. obviously. Yeah. Also, yeah. I want to be like, can you tell me what the actual cause of death was? Was she strangled? Like murder is so broad. Mm-hmm. And again, I only think that because we've been doing this podcast for like a year and a half now. Um, so pretty easy to determine she'd been murdered. Her case is linked to that of Gail Ways, 19. She was also hitchhiking around that area and was found naked miles away in a ditch mm. right off a major highway. Mm. And similar to that of Pamela Darlington, she was seen leaving a pub and hitchhiking home and was later found murdered in tall grass by a man walking his dog. Yes. So pretty quickly, police got tips of a suspicious white male in a white four-door Chrysler seen driving frantically away, trying to beat a train. I'm personally from Traintown, USA. We have self-labeled ourselves. So I know what that looks like. That was actually not really a good caveat at all. I'm so sorry. So he was speeding. <laughs> he was speeding, like, to get past the train. Okay. Ah. Um, for like long... Mario Kart. Sorry. <laughs> like, to... yeah. Okay. Sorry. Yes. Sorry. Um, it's hard not to want to attribute it to something positive because my brain is just like, we can make it light. Dude, it's jello. My brain is jello. So sorry, listeners, but honestly, this needs to be told. Not good. This story, not your brain jello. Well, it's also not great. I'm sorry. Thank you. Yeah. Would you rather eat jello or pudding? Pudding. Wait, what's the flavor? Chocolate pudding. Chocolate pudding versus like a fruit jello? Yeah. Pudding. I think I'd have jello. I know you would. Is there what? alcohol in it? Because then jello. <laughs> no. Oh, that's true. Jello oh shot. Oh my god. I saw a TikTok. Don't get mad. <laughs> this is a good caveat. Wait, caveat. We're taking a total sidestep. We just had our brain for jello. Mm-hmm. If it's not caveat, it's close. Okay. When you make this is a PSA to all listeners, go ahead, fucking let everybody know Moco from Sinister Sunrise hooked you up. When you make jello shots. You have you have the little cup. You pour the Jello in to your desired amount. You know, a little more than halfway. It's what I like to do. You pop the lid on, and then you flip it over, Ooh. so that when it hardens, you just have to take it off, and it pops right off, and you don't have to run your finger oh, or your tongue. Oh, that's beautiful. Was oh, that one of those like life hacks you've been yeah. doing wrong this whole time? Yeah. Those infuriate me. So thank you, creator of TikTok. Well, not creator of TikTok. Creator of that TikTok. Yeah. I'm sorry, I don't know who you are, but you heard it second here, folks. That's cool. Ugh. Duh, because you can literally just knock it back. Okay, sorry. Anyway. No, you're good. That was needed. Thank you. Um, okay, so for a long time, that was all the information police had, was just that there was a suspicious male seen leaving the area of that pub um, in an older four-door white Chrysler car. Lovely. So, like, super specific. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Um, the case sat unsolved for 40 years. <laughs> cool. Until we got that DNA, baby. Oh. You know it. Yes. Honestly, I do not know why 23andMe does not support every true crime podcast on the world. Because, <clears throat> right, we are the ones who are like, yes, take my spit. Whatever you need. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. Do it. 
I don't even care if you're in my family. If you did it, you know you. Oh my did God, it. we could hold a spit drive. Everybody, <gasps> come and sub- like submit your spit. Brooke, close your ears. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, we can call it like a spittoon summer or something. Come to our spittoon. Our sinister spittoon. Oh, oh! yes. <laughs> we gotta have doors. Hold on. Okay. Oh my God. I'm buying cowboy boots. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm going to fake mustaches. Uh, All right. Everyone, press pause on that. It might be happening. Hmm. 23andMe, if you want to sponsor us, now is a good time to get on board. Send us the little spit kits. That's all we need. Yeah, really. It's probably a swab, but same thing. Yeah. We need just swab. <laughs> Give me a spit. Um, okay. Anyway, so DNA evidence was collected from Colleen McMillan's body, and it was positively linked to an American criminal... Bobby Jack Fowler. Sounds fake. Hmm. BJF. <laughs> Big if true. <laughs> no, whatever. Okay. <laughs> so Fowler, he was a Texas boy, born in 1939. Doesn't sound like his childhood was anything spectacular, um, but I'm guessing there was some trauma, judging by his future. He grew up to be an alcoholic, um, an amphetamine and methamphetamine user. Woo! Oh, yeah. Good time. He started the career of construction or just um, a general laborer, which worked out for him because he really just wanted to, and I quote, rabbit around. It's a direct quote I read on Murderpedia. I don't know what it means. Oh, I imagine just hop around from town to town. Oh. Oh, okay. Yours could be correct. Unfortunately, yours could also be correct. That's disgusting. Um, Yeah, he just wanted to rabbit around. Um, travel yeah. and basically just drive old cars, which my mom would call that cruising. And it really wasn't all that weird in any era, like before the one where we knew like global warming and emissions was an issue, but whatever. Hey, sometimes you need a drive, man. Yes. Yeah. My aunt said the thing to do in her hometown would just like cruise the strip. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have a, I have a friend. Her very small. That's what we did. We went home with her to her house one weekend just to visit and up and down the strip. Cruising. cruising, straight cruising. Windows down, music blaring. Ooh, if it's a fall afternoon, that sounds beautiful. I know, right? Mm. Anyway, continue. Yeah. So, I don't wanna. I don't wanna continue. <laughs> he is known to have worked in Canada, Florida, Iowa, Louisiana, Texas, South Carolina, not North, oh. Arizona, Tennessee, yep. Washington State, and Oregon. Oh no. It's okay. Okay. I got a little wine on my notes. It's okay. <laughs> we'll figure it out. I'm glad that's wine. I saw you drink it earlier and I was like, that's not clear enough to be water. I hope that's. Yeah, no, yeah, no. Makes and more I, sense. Well, I do have ice in it. Okay. Yeah. I put ice in it's wine. sweating. It's too hot to drink wine with no ice. Who isn't sweating? <laughs> well, you know, I'll not say. me. Oh, yeah. Not me. But you know, you know what? I used to sweat more than this class right here, okay? <laughs> more than this class. I used to be sweatier than this condensation on my wine glass, but not anymore. <laughs> Because I wear zero, because I wear zero sweat on my pits. Swipe it on at night. Wake up nice and dry and fresh. So if you head over to zerosweat.com, type in the code sinister at checkout, you get twenty percent off of a fifteen dollars purchase or more. And you bet your ass we aren't sweating like this glass no boat. Boat go. Mmm. Okay. Lend money. Take it away. Sure will. Sure will. Okay, so all of this traveling around or rabbiting 
um, may not have just been for the love of, you know, sound of a classic engine on the open road. Aww. Our Bobby Jack loved to pick up hitchhikers. Mm-hmm. Mm. Not really out of the kindness of his heart. Um, because apparently he was an overall bad dude. He started to build up a record consisting of firearms charges, attempted murder, and sexual assault. Oh, Lord. And he had this bizarre belief that I hope only he has um, that all women he came into contact to, like, really just wanted to be sexually assaulted. Uh, I'm sorry. What? Yes. Have you ever met that, like, toxic man's man who's like, oh, yeah, she wants it. They all want it. But he used the mm-hmm. terms assault. Like, yeah. He was, like, I want to say rough around the edges, to- but, like, even his edges were rough. Yeah. Like, he, these girls want me to take advantage of them. Is yes. Lit- Ugh. That's Ew, disgusting. That's foul. Which is why I'm saying there's nothing, like, said about his childhood, but there had to be some things happening because you don't just develop these thoughts, like. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. So he was, like, all over doing this shit. Yeah. Mm. <gasps> yep, yep, yep. Oh, fuck. That's scary. Now you Not get- in North Carolina, but other places. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, North Carolina got lucky. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, excuse me. In 1969, at the age of 30, Bobby Jack was charged with murdering a man and woman in Texas, but somehow got off with just a charge for discharging a firearm in city limits. Bye! And Bye! The, the podcast I listened to, they're like, okay, was he like a wealthy man? Which, first of all, should show you, why would that make a difference? But no, he was not. I don't know what, like, tip-tamping around he did in the courtroom or, like, what happened, but he just got off with the discharging a firearm in city limits charge. Wow. Yeah, he lawyered up <laughs> or something. I don't know how and that happens. Two people, yeah, yes. and got that. Mm-hmm. Yes, I don't know if it was like Texas in the fifties and like I'm not gonna pretend. It Everybody out. was like a little bit of an outlaw. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> like if it was like justified. Who knows? It was not a. It doesn't sound like a vigilante killing. So no, but maybe he can like argue it. What I'm just making shit up now. Yeah, I don't know. It's fine. He later spent time in a Tennessee prison. He actually did go to prison for sexual assault and attempted murder. Oh, cool. Okay. The investigator on the case states that Fowler tied up a woman, beat her nearly to death with her own belt, covered her in brush, and then just left her to die. (gasps) But she didn't die. Oh. Love it. Yeah, that's why it's attempted murder. Oh, God. Attempted murder? (laughs) I'm murmuring about the murder because it's terrible. (laughs) Yes. So sorry. I'm sorry. (laughs) I know, I know. I hate myself. The incident that finally put him away happened in Oregon or Oregon. <laughs> You're laughing. I'm pretty sure it's not Oregon. It's Oregon. 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 Can we go to Oregon? Morgan? Oregon. Oregon. Not Oregon. Fuck that shit. Oregon. We had <laughs> How do you say it? Oregon. Oregon? Oregon, yeah. Oregon. As in we're going to play a church organ? Yeah. No. Oregon. Oregon. Well. Hmm. Oregon is what is, you should have like two kidneys. Those are organs. Oh, well. How do you say it, listeners? Mm-hmm. Right in. We'll yeah. take a poll. Yeah. Oh. Actually, maybe we should take a we poll. We should. We will. Okay. Okay. Doing it. Cool. Um, so, he finally got put away for good. On January 28th, 1995, a woman hurled herself out of a hotel <gasps> window, still tied up by her ankles. <laughs> And caused enough commotion to get attention because it uh, would. And this woman was saved and was able to testify against Bobby Jack Fowler. 
which resulted in him being found guilty of kidnapping in the first degree, attempted rape in the first degree, sexual abuse in the first degree, coercion, assault in the fourth degree, and menacing. He was sentenced to 195 <gasps> months in prison, oh, which is months. Yeah, which is just a little over 16 years to be served at Oregon State <laughs> Penitentiary. It sounds like you're going to say oregano. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oregano. Um, this is where he died of lung cancer in 2006. Good. I hope it was painful. Sorry. I hope it was as well. Um, but if you're wondering, like, how does that even make sense with the case I started with? It wasn't until 2012 that RCMP in Canada was able to match his DNA um, to that found on the body of Colleen McMillan. Wow. He is also suspected in the murders of 16 other women. Jeez. <gasps> oh, so I just got chills down my neck. I mean, he's probably suspected in a lot more, but like on that yeah. actual highway and stretch of road and area, it's 16 other women. Wow. Um, so it, it sucks because it's not considered a quote unquote cold or a closed case because like he was dead before he can go to trial and like see if he's guilty or innocent. But it's one of the ones where police are like, I mean, name another reason his DNA would be on her body. Exactly. Yeah. So, like, they're pretty, and he's not a great dude. So, also, I'm really excited to show you this. Do you want to see a picture of this weird man? Uh, I think I might have seen it. Also, does um, he have dark hair? The fact that, then, yes, like, I've his name, his, I didn't even, like, pay attention to his last name, and I called him Foul. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fits. Bobby. Foul. Foul. Uh, foul Fowler, yeah. Sarah, what are you doing with yourself? Sarah, get it together. Bobby Jack Fowler, come on. <laughs> BJF. We talked about this. He, all right, I just want you to imagine. Oh, I don't want to. I'm a scared. crazy man. Okay? I'm scared. I'm scared. Okay. Well, he's going to be scary. Well, he did take, he took a lot of weight, so. This is his mugshot. <gasps> yes. Okay. This is the one I saw. <laughs> <laughs> what a Looney Tune. Okay, I would not get enough. No, I'm not blaming these women. I'm sure that's not what you them, but like, this is what he looked like when he got caught. I say this. Yeah. Is, there was a different time. This is like this is him getting caught. Ew, he looks strung out. Yeah, and also like, bro, you need a comb. <laughs> yeah, your stash is disgusting. <laughs> yeah, like he is tacky as fuck. <laughs> His ears are huge. <laughs> I would know. So honestly, because he sucks so much, we're going to post this picture. Any bad comments you have, please post them. Yeah. He is. You can make fun of him. So like, bro, I bet he totally smells like onions. Mm -hmm. He looks like he smells like onions. Mm -hmm. Zero sweat would not work on him. No. Mm -mm. It looks like, nah. Yeah. I'll hold him up for you. So that is the case of (sighs) our poor, poor 16 year old Colleen McMillan. Wow. At least. That's so sad. That, I mean, I, you never. The family so, has some closure. Yeah. Yeah. It's so hard when it's like years later. Yeah. But it's like, thank God. Like at the same yeah. time, it has to be some type of relief to have that true evidence. Yeah. yeah and she had siblings. Like, can, it's just terrible. Like, your family doesn't have a car, or maybe your mom is out trying to like make ends meet for your family. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so you just. We're going to hitchhike to your friend's house. Like, you think nothing bad's going to happen, and then you just never come home. Mm-hmm. That's yep. terrible. Yep. It's got to be, like, every parent's worst fear. Yeah. So. Blah, blah, blah. Well, thank you for that story. <laughs> we have to make fun of Bobby Jack. Yeah, that's true. Blech. 
I would be lying if said that wasn't why I picked that case. Because I was like, ooh, you ugly. You're tacky and I hate you. <laughs> he is really ugly. Well, I don't like to, like, judge people. But then, like, you hear, like, line after line after line of everything he did and, like, the way he thought about oh, other yeah. people. I was like, you have zero redeemable qualities, sir. Yeah. Negative 100. Negative. Yep. Uh, mine is the next in chronological order. And we are going to jump ahead here. So... Um, and mine's a little bit different and I'll explain why. Um, my case is of Maddie Scott or Madison Scott. Um, while my, uh, my states, quote, her disappearance has even been referred to as the highway of tears of a highway of tears case. However, it doesn't fit into the RCMP's criteria to be identified as such. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of going back to what you said, Sarah, where it's still that same kind of area. Yeah. And as we go about this case, I think you'll kind of see like it's it, it may be a one off. Maybe it has nothing to do with. But it seems that that deep root seated issue of why these situations keep presenting themselves. Mm-hmm. That may be why. Which I think it's insane. They keep using that rule to identify like every part of this because it seems like the task force was the task force was set up to try and catch like one serial killer. Right. That's why they're like, we're jokingly said an old ass guy still doing this. Yeah. Or Mm -hmm. they're right. And it's multiple people because of these issues. Yes. They thought maybe it was like one or two serial killers working together as truckers. And it may have started that way. Yes. Who knows? That's the scary part. I went down the rabbit hole and we'll talk about it probably later this month. So never mind. Oh gosh. Mm. And there's also the whole like copycat killers yep. and things like that so Quit wild sucking people can you just, just be nice sucking everybody love each other i just please uh so she disappeared from hogs back lake after attending a birthday party the way things played out leading up to her her disappearance i have no words so again she's at hogs back lake and according to wikipedia maddie attended the party on May 27th, 2011, she went back to her tent and settled in before her friend Jordy did. Maddie apparently also did, did like timing-wise, avoided witnessing a fight break out at midnight. Jordy was apparently one of the ones in the fight. Uh, it was noted on Wikipedia that she had like injuries and was very intoxicated. Hmm. Well, Jordy states she went back to the tent and tried tr- tried to drunkenly and injure and injured convince Maddie to leave but Maddie didn't want to so what does Jordy do leaves her there by herself Jordy no in her tent Jordy uh. no Jordy states she then comes back at 8:30 a.m. to collect her belongings so she can go to work and she sees an open tent flap and no Maddie so again, what does she do? Leaves and reports nothing. Oh my god. What she think? Okay. I can Yeah, okay. Mhm. I really want to like give benefit of the doubt like your first thought is never someone came and kidnapped and murdered my friend. But like you going to look yes. around? You going to call out her name? You going to nothing? Nothing. Yeah, that's yep. not great. Yeah, not great. Yeah. There is a second party the next evening. That at least doubled in size from the previous night's party. 
looking at about 150 people. Gosh. Her tent is noticed that evening as being collapsed. But even her sister is at the party and says nothing. How old are these people again? Uh, I'll get there. Okay. Finally, by noon Sunday, May 27th, 2011, Maddie is reported missing by her family. The only reason that happened is because Maddie was said by character, char- her character, mm-hmm. holy shit, is noted as her character. She was very family oriented, still lived with her parents, checking in all the time. Mm-hmm. And her family was like, okay, it's been two days. Like, yeah. Like, yeah, that's, heard from her. and yeah. If you look on Wikipedia, which I know everybody, we all say take with a grain of salt, but for some stuff, it's very helpful. It's a good jump off point, yes, if I'm being honest. They made a little document of a timeline of events. So mm-hmm. if you're interested in this case, I would recommend going and looking at that. It d- definitely gives a better breakdown of what I kind of just said. So uh, sadly, even with the help of the RCMP, the town, and a private investigator, Maddie is still missing to this day. Uh, This hit me hard to the lack of reporting when things seemed off and that she would have been 30 this year, which is the Mm. same age as Wes. Sorry for the sad note, but like, so she was, she was 20 when this happened. So like, they're not 12, they're not 15. Check on your friends, no matter how old you are. Yeah. But especially when you're a grown ass you're you're you you're out to you're there to have a party and get drunk, but you so you're that responsible, right? Right, but you can't be responsible enough to take, keep an eye out for your friends. Just, and you also are old enough to know all this stuff is happening. Yeah, you live in the area. Like what? I feel like it's such a weird like young person mentality. Like, well, it's not going to happen to me. Yeah. Like we're going to be totes cool, right? Mm-hmm. And I it's think that invincibility complex, exactly. Yeah. And I think what hurts the most, well, like I read about like Jordy, her friend, doing nothing. Yeah, her boyfriend was with her also that morning, so like hmm. neither of them did anything. And what what really pissed me off was her sister was like underage, so that's why she didn't report anything because she didn't want to get caught at the party. Oh, even though she can't see, she can't find her sister. Cool. Like what? Mm-hmm. It just really, really threw me. Like, I remember the days of thinking, like, my parents giving me in trouble was, like, the worst outcome ever. But, like, I've also yeah. never had anyone go missing, you know? Like, yeah. mm-hmm. look out for each other, yo. Yeah. Like, what the hell? Literally, it's all you can do on this earth is like, just look out for each other. Some people make fun of me because literally anytime I have people, I'm like, text me when you get home. Yeah. Like, I fucking mean it. Like, yeah. I, so anything's possible. I don't want that 8 a.m. call of, like, you were the last person to see this. Like, fuck. Yeah, She's, yeah. I'm like, sure, call me paranoid, but like, I want to know you're safe, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I appreciate so, that about you. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Me too. Um, so while theories range from foul play to her friend Jordy being involved to being taken of her own volition due to her, um, she's they when basically at the campsite, her truck was locked and it had an expensive camera, her purse, wallet, and I maybe something else inside the truck. In the truck bed, there was booze, a cooler, and something else. So, like... So, that was at, like, the party site? This... She was, like... I think they were partying, like, close by. Like, I think she okay. could hear the party going on, but her... She was kind of away from everybody. Okay. Um, But her phone and keys 
were missing, so they mm. assumed she took them with her. Hmm, interesting. So, again, not sure why you would take your keys if you, like, where are you going? Yeah, when you yeah. don't have your car. But, mm-hmm. um, but again, they think it could possibly be that she left on her own volition, meaning got in a car with someone willingly, um, because, again, keys and phone were gone. Uh, and I believe that this is where that whole, like, hitchhiking side of the Trail of Tears thing comes in. Highway of Tears. Yeah, sorry. <sighs> Highway of Tears. Okay. I, th- And I think in this case, it sounds like that maybe what happened, to my in my personal opinion, I think she probably, like, realized she was by herself yeah. and probably got scared. But the thing is, is, like, I don't think she was super drunk. They said she, like, went to bed really early. So it's like, why didn't you just drive mm. your car? Like, you have a car. That's the, like, yeah. weird part about it. Um, oh. Yeah. Like, it's her car. It's not Jordy's car. Yeah. It's it's her car. Very weird. Yeah. And the other weird piece, again, sorry, I don't mean to go back, but it did stand out to me. If you do look at the breakdown of the timeline, she actually forgets something and goes back home, comes back to the party. It's late. Hmm. Apparently doesn't party very long and goes into her tent. So, like, Something is weird. Yeah. It seems weird. Yeah. But there's just, there's no trace of her. How there weird. is a lake nearby. They said they had professional divers go in because like everybody's like, oh, she's in the lake. But they yeah. found, they found nothing. Um, there is a podcast that I will be listening to because I haven't had a chance to yet. Um, it's The Unsolved Disappearance of Madison Scott on Canadian True Crime. And they are available on Spotify and a bunch of other platforms. So. Ooh. I think that may be my first listen. Um, yeah, that's what I have on Maddie Scott. Wow. Yeah, a lot more details, obviously, but yeah. In mm-hmm. summation, she's still missing. It has been since 2011. Miss mm-hmm. Erin. Yes. Hit us up, girl. This yeah. is your bread and butter. <laughs> yeah. Mine is also. We just keep on going downhill. Oh no. And so I will be covering the disappearance of Immaculate May Basil. And I will say, like, similar. Yes. Okay. So I will say similar to Morgan's. Like, this is one of the stories that I just found more on Wikipedia than, like, any other article, which is very sad. (laughs) But that's the case. Um, So just wanted to give that little, like, caveat that. Thank you. Yeah. But, I mean, I did find a little articles, a few articles here and there, but a lot of them had similar information. So Immaculate Basil, who went by the nickname Mackie, was born on December 8th, 1985. Her unique name may have been due to the fact that she was born on Immaculate Conception Day, also known as Feast of the Immaculate Conception. Okay. She grew up- Mackie's cute. Yeah. I really Mm -hmm. like that. Yeah. I'm such a big nickname nickname gal. Like, oh, I love it. Okay, sorry. Mm -hmm. Trying to find the good. Trying to find the good. (laughs) She grew up in Vanderhoof, British Columbia, in the foster care system with her two younger sisters, Crystal and Ida. Their experience in foster care really bonded them, and they prioritized speaking to each other every single day, so much so that it became their routine to call each other around 10 a.m., no matter where they were. Immaculate was an Indigenous woman who was part of the Tlazden First Nation, along with her other siblings, Samantha, Nick, Peter, and Travis. Ida described her sister as a caring, beautiful woman who would drop everything to help someone if they asked her to. She was known to be more of an introvert, preferring to spend her time at home with her family and getting things done around the house rather than, like, going out and hanging out with other people. <laughs> Girl, I get you. We all have those times. Yep. Mm-hmm. By the time she was 27, Immaculate had a five-year-old son named Jameson. 
They lived in Port St. James, where she worked as a secretary and teacher's assistant part-time. She had recently ended things with Jameson's father, who was her common-law husband. There is no information regarding how long the two of them had been together and why they chose to call it quits. And apparently the family was, like, pretty surprised by the news, but it didn't go into, like, more detail than that. On June 13th, Immaculate had gone to her aunt's funeral, and um, so June 13th, 2013... I'm so sorry. It's fine. I don't know what happens. <laughs> yeah, that's like that's like the second or third time. So it's the thirteenth. I will say, like sometime you're really unlucky. Yeah. No, I've had some birthdays on Friday thirteenth. So's my sister. My ice cream cake melted. Oh. <gasps> yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> I have some in my freezer. If you want to come eat it. I'm not. <laughs> I know. We're talking about the most terrible things. I'm like my ice cream cake <laughs> melted. <laughs> Well, I'm not kidding. Prime really... example of why we just take care of each other. I really have some in my fridge at home. Oh my god, I have some cheesecake at home. <laughs> just let me know. I will. Thank you. Because we wanted a small cake and you know, a pretty big cake. You Hell want yeah. some? When you feel better, come on. <laughs> Thank you. Sorry, Wes, I'm offering up our cake. <laughs> we don't need it. Wes we listens need... to this tomorrow. He's like, what the heck? He like <laughs> takes it. Yeah. Babe, why are you eating so voraciously? <laughs> So we're, yes, on June 13th, 2013, Ugh. Immaculate had gone to her aunt's funeral that morning, that afternoon, and then later that evening, she attended a house party, which was unusual for her since she didn't really party, nor did she drink. Yeah. Her family also thought it was strange that she hadn't packed any extra clothes or her makeup, which she typically did if she was going to be staying overnight somewhere. So I don't know if she had mentioned maybe it was like she was just going to end up staying at the house or... Oh, they were sure that she didn't take was. it to the party? I think so. Oh, that, it, it was just mentioned on Wikipedia, so okay. I added okay. it in there. Hmm. It, um, it's believed that many of her cousins, though, were attending the party, which is being held at the Tachi Reserve, about a 20-minute walk from her home. According to witnesses, she was seen at the party with her cousin Keith and another man named Victor. I'm not exactly sure what time this happened. Um, Wikipedia does like have a timeline of things. But they kind of put this, like, after the party happened. But I don't think it makes sense because I think you wouldn't be able to buy alcohol afterwards when they left. But anyways, I'm going to assume it was before they had even gone to the party. So Immaculate stops by a store and her brother Peter is also there. And he sees her picking up a fifth of vodka um, wherever she was at, whether it was a liquor store or a gas station. somebody who doesn't drink. Like, I mean, the vodka. Maybe she's yeah. splitting it. But, like, I'd, if I didn't drink, I'd be intimidated to buy a bottle of vodka. Yes. Just saying. Um, that's what it was mentioned on um, Wikipedia, and she had apparently told Peter that she was with Keith and Victor at the time. So, a Keith little... is the cousin. Yes, okay. Victor is the other man. So, not only is she being is she with and being seen by her cousin, we have another person placing her. So it's like okay, even timeline regardless, she's been seen that night. Yeah. Okay. Yes. A little after midnight, Immaculate left the party with the two men, and this would turn out to be the last time anyone would see or hear from her again. Crystal and Ida weren't too concerned when 10 a.m. rolled around and Immaculate didn't join, you know, their daily 10 a.m. phone call. They believed she must have been at their brother Nick's house, who didn't have a phone at his place. However, the sisters became increasingly worried when 24 hours went by without any word from Immaculate. Ooh. They began to call family and friends to see if anyone had spoken to or seen her recently, and they began to search for her on their own, but they were unable to locate her. 
So on June 16th, the sisters learned that Immaculate was never at Nick's house. And then the following day, they contacted police to report her missing. So it's been a few days. And how old is she at this point? I'm so sorry. 27. Okay, so like, total seems totally normal. Yeah. Like, length of time mm-hmm. to me. Mm-hmm. But see that? They jumped in. They took action. Boop. Yes. I just made boop as a sound to agree with you. So let's boop. Boop. Boop, baby. (laughs) The RCMP were in charge of the investigation. The officers didn't meet with Crystal apparently until June 18th. um, So like the following day, I guess, who was surprised to find out that Immaculate had left the party with Keith and Victor. So at that point, the family hadn't been informed of like Immaculate's whereabouts or who she was with after she had left the party. That same day, officers began to interview the other people that had been at the party as well. Immaculate was last seen 70 miles north of Fort St. James around the Couche Reserve. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. A four-day search of the area was conducted by ground and air with the help of volunteers from the uh, Tlazda Nation. They walked along the Tachi River, checking any logging roads within a 12-mile radius. Martha Trollin, investigative journalist for CBC News, reported that large community searches were also conducted. Unfortunately, no evidence was discovered, and the search was further impeded by rain and a hailstorm that happened over the weekend. Eee, that's never good. Rain is never good. Yeah. Yeah. Especially not for, like, picking up evidence and stuff. Mm-hmm. And just washes everything. Yeah. Exactly. Just moves bodies, so. moves articles of clothes, everything. Yeah, it did not help. There is this motherfucking Gannat, and I cannot. Gannat. Gannat. Oh my god. Gannat me, okay? He is trying to be on the pod, and like, bitch, we can turn you. And this week's episode is going to be you, me, Aaron, Gannat. Gannat. The Gannat says goodnight. (gasps) Goodnight. I want to spill my wine again on my notebook. Goodnight from Gannat. We got Spooner, Gannat. Oh, it's a party. Sorry, guys. I'm a mess. It's Aaron, fun. you can never leave this home. We have so many <laughs> memories here. Yeah, right? We have so many pals. So many yeah. critters. Oh. <laughs> and you're not even the one with pets. <laughs> it's just... Oh. It just makes me laugh. Anyway. That was okay. Um, investigators were able to determine a timeline of Immaculate's movements after she had left the party with Keith and Victor. So according to the men, the trio had left in a white pickup truck, allegedly heading to a hunter's cabin to get some red roofing tin that they were going to deliver to an elder later on i don't know convoluted story it is like literally they do have the timeline like on wikipedia but i was still like reading it over so there are some things i could definitely say that are incorrect but this is how like my brain worked it out well you're here i gotta go here and there yes like it's so well it's a complicated it's a doozy it's very like jumpy story it doesn't like flow well made her sus face so it's it's all downhill from there so sorry she said hmm Sorry, the moment you start giving me, like, left, right, up, down, yes. make a Yui, out of the truck, in the truck, she got fifth of vodka. Did you see it? No. I saw it. Great. Like, just say we went here and picked this up to take it there. Why is it deep? But I didn't want that. Yes. Like, yep. no. Olympic-sized red flags to me. Yes. Yes. It literally is. <laughs> Did you like my color guard? <laughs> Why do you do funny shit right when I put liquid in my mouth all the time? I'm like the waitress. Like, how are you liking your food? It's really good. Great, great. Oh Sorry. Also, I have blue um, 
marker oh. pen all over my hands, and Why? I keep rubbing my from my book. Oh, uh, I have lotion on my hands, so I think when I was like, and oh. also I write like a crazy person. So, uh, do I have blue on my face? Because I've been like rubbing my eye. No, no, I don't see any. I I do not. You can check, but we're not lying. Yeah, I trust you. Okay, <laughs> your face says otherwise. <laughs> my mom always does that to me when she's like, <gasps> and I'm like. I can't tell if you're joking or not. Like, yeah. you straight answer. My mom would do that shit to you. Sincerely, not that I face. Okay, cool. Okay. As you have work tomorrow, so. We'll find out. Yeah. I already showered today. Oh, so you're not going to look in the mirror before tomorrow? No, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to walk in, take my tax out, and that's it. No glasses. <laughs> they call it contacts tax. Okay, I stole it from our, our good pal and our good listener, Shelby. She, she abbreviates a lot of things. I really like the tax. Isn't contact. it cute? I think that's fun. Like, she, like... When it's like time to like if we're all hanging out at night, yeah. she's like, "Whoop, gotta take the tax out," and I'm like, "It's not." I love that. Mm-hmm. Hang around it's her too fun. much, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> so yeah, Shelby, you're cut off. No, it's okay. You are cut off. <laughs> Thank you. That's what I was thinking. Yes. yes. <laughs> Back to you, Aaron. Well, okay. So this is where the timeline does get a bit like convoluted and a little confusing. I'm gonna take it so, whatever way you yeah. say. I'm here for it. Yeah. Okay. So it appears that they did reach the cabin and when they were making their way back, I guess in that the direction they were coming in before, when they reached Leo Creek Forest Service Road, which is between the Tachi and Couche Reserves, they got into an accident. Oh. So, and I mentioned that it seems like they reached the cabin because the truck was traveling away from the cabin when it got into the accident. So if they did make it there or not but it seems like they did. Um, At least that's my understanding. It seems that whoever was driving ran into a tree since one was discovered broken in half with pieces of the truck lying nearby. Probably a small tree. Okay. I would imagine. It appears that one of them, or maybe all three of them, attempted to head back to the cabin to get a black truck that was there so they could use it to tow the white truck. But then when they got that truck to the accident site, it got stuck in the mud. Oh my God. There's a lot going on. (laughs) This was when Immaculate allegedly decided to leave the scene and travel on foot, possibly. (laughs) Bless you. You scared her. I did. (laughs) Scared the snakes out of me. (laughs) So she allegedly just left the scene, uh, possibly attempting to hitchhike her way back home. To be fair, Mm. I don't blame her at this point because, you know, she's like, I am watching you fools just keep getting more and more things stuck in this mud. Mm -hmm. Okay. We know the hitchhiking. Yes. Yes. Interestingly, witnesses spotted Victor walking down a street in Tachi around 10 a.m. with clothes that were sopping wet all the way up to his chest. If the accident had occurred um, closer to the Couche Reserve, from my understanding, it would have taken him like about a little over four hours to walk that distance. Both. Yeah. That's a long walk. Mm -hmm. Like after midnight. Yeah. If I have the areas correct in my head. Both Keith and Victor were um, given polygraph tests and were interviewed by a forensic psychologist. According to the RCMP report, both men were compliant and nothing suspicious stood out to them. So I guess they were just cleared. Any suspicion? I don't like that, but okay. Yes. Interesting. Bold strategy, Cotton. Mm -hmm. The investigation received numerous tips from people who claimed to have seen Immaculate um, after her disappearance. One person said they had spotted her near the... Saiku's Reserve near Vanderhoof, but this turned out not to be true. On the day she was last seen, a truck driver told officers he had seen Immaculate hitchhiking alone by Leo Creek near the Tachi Reserve, but apparently this also turned out to be a false sighting. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. There must I hope yeah, there's why? someone that looks like her, at least that's like 
I hate when it's people just wanting to like say shit. Yeah. See, I wish she's a believe. Like, yeah, at least maybe someone looks like her, easy to confuse. Yeah. And if this is an area where people are hitchhiking a lot, maybe it was just that. Oh, I did see someone hitchhiking. Maybe it was her. Yeah, must. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Several other claim sightings would turn out to be fabricated, and inconsistent reports and rumors ultimately hindered the investigation. In 2016, Peter Basil went to the chief, Ralph Pierre, and council of the Tlazda Nation to see if they would be willing to post some money as a reward for whoever had credible information regarding his sister's disappearance. The $20,000 reward has yet to be collected to this day. Whoa. The RCMP emailed Martha Trollin to say that they were diligently working on Immaculate's case and that it is still very active. They had recently visited the family and said they should continue distributing and hanging up missing posters of Immaculate to keep her case in the public eye. Even though with this ongoing investigation, it doesn't appear that the RCMP had much like communication with the Basil family. So it's like, who do you lovely believe? You know what I mean? Yeah. According to CBC News, Ida had heard like rumors regarding how the investigation was handled. She didn't go into details, at least not in the article. And she believed investigators could have done more for her sister and her sister's case. She also said she hadn't heard from investigators regarding her sister's case since 2013. Um, I don't know when she had spoken with CBC News, though. It might have been 2016. Okay. Around this time. Um, And she wished they would discuss, they would have discussed the leads that they had collected and were following. In order to raise money and awareness of Immaculate's disappearance, the family sewed and sold sweaters with Immaculate's name and face on them. Oh. And Sarah, you had, um, ooh, actually, I'll put that in a second. But um, that wasn't the only tragedy the family was going through. Travis Basil, Immaculate's brother and the youngest of the Basil siblings, was shot and killed on August 11th, 2016, and his murder is still unsolved. Oh my, I, again, what? Mm-hmm. Again, okay, so like what you pointed out, like family, like, Tragedy, have another little thing too, yeah. Tragedy striking. Ugh, this is so sad. Mm-hmm. That's terrible. It is. So they're going through a lot, understandably. Um, there are several theories regarding Immaculate's disappearance. A lot of people believe she met with foul play. She was obviously really close to her son and her family, so it is highly unlikely that she left town of her own volition. If Keith and Victor's account of events are true, then maybe someone with ill intentions had picked Immaculate up while she was hitchhiking. The area she was hiking in had one main highway that reached Fort St. James, various gravel roads, and an unused railroad. This area was part of the Highway of Tears, and eerily, back in 2007, Immaculate's cousin, Bonnie Marie Joseph, also went missing on the Highway of Tears after Holy hitchhiking sh- from Vanderhoof. So, oh there is a... Oh my god. Yeah. I think that's where Maddie's from, is Vanderhoof. I remember reading hmm. that. Let me see. Such a pleasant-sounding name. Like, yeah, I hate that all this bad is coming out. Of right, it's just very chilling. Like someone made a. She good... disappeared in Vanderhoof. Oh, okay. Lovely. Mm. Weird. Someone made a good point. I was listening to a podcast. I'll link it in the show notes. Um, something like, you don't have to be a hundred percent self-sustainable. Like, even if you don't have a car, you shouldn't feel unsafe the moment you leave your property. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like, yes. Mm-hmm. This isn't a good example of like they had to go somewhere, never came back. That's insane. Yeah. I can't imagine putting your life on the line to get to work. Yes. Yeah. Like, what to get to the, the doctor. Like, what the fuck? To get milk. <sighs> no, it's crazy. Especially so young. Like, yeah. And also, it's like, 
obviously these cases have gone from Sarayers was 74 yep to all the way to 2013 and again i stated in the beginning that the most recent cases are 2020 yeah i didn't dive into those but i'm sure um, there's probably a hitchhiking situation in one of them it's like this is still happening mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because transportation is so infrequent and not great i'm about to go a taxi for them oh my god let's go work for lyft sure. out there we charge one dollar <laughs> to get to the other side of the highway i'll drive you fair enough let's get it we can do it we'll start we'll start out like a foundation we'll get Ooh. money from the government yeah i was like that could be a retirement plan too Dude, you know what they could do? When you're tired, just go drive people around. So you know how they're like trying to practice whoa. You're trying to build those like super fast trains. That's yeah. a yeah, fucking the bullet great train. place to start. Well, it would be, but there is not enough funding. They barely got a yeah. great bus line. <sighs> Literally for no other if reason. If they were still testing issues. it, that'd have been a good place to test it. Mm-hmm. Yes. I'm surprised, yeah, they wouldn't just be like, yeah, let's test it on them. But like, yeah, let's get any get the, other like, mode and of then transportation. They found yeah. it, like we found the location of the first ever. Wait, what'd you call it? Like a bullet train, right? a bullet or train. something. Yeah, yeah. Like, and then it's like well known, and everybody comes and visits. And then there's tourism, and then there's money, and then huh, boom, I fixed it. Done, man. One glass of wine in, and I think I'm like, we've solved it. It's fine. We need to know zero science. Done. <laughs> anyway, I'm so sorry, Aaron. Finish. No, you're good. It's terrible. Yeah, it is very terrible. All these are really sad. Um, so similar to Madison Scott's case, police are hesitant to officially state that Immaculate met with foul play due to the lack of evidence discovered, but they haven't ruled out the possibility. Others believe she may have been attacked by a wild animal. Black bears, grizzly bears, wolves, coyotes, and cougars are common in the area. However, no evidence to suggest an animal attack had occurred, such as blood, ripped clothing, or personal items just strewn all about Mm -hmm. have um, been discovered. So that just doesn't seem as likely. If she was drinking at uh, at the party and her body wasn't used to it, she may have been more intoxicated than she realized, which could have affected how she traversed through the terrain. The Tlazda Nation is a rural forested area containing ponds, rivers, lakes, and rolling hills. So it may be possible that in like a drunken state, she could have like walked off a cliff or into an area that she couldn't get out of. Oh, that's so sad. Mm-hmm. Equally as scary? Yeah, equally as scary. Yes. Probably in this case hasn't been like widely discussed, but the most discussed theory or at least the one i'm thinking of is that keith or victor or both of them were involved in immaculate's disappearance yes victor has been especially scrutinized the 48 year old was not from the area and had a history of violent crime and was charged at least once for sexual assault okay see what the fuck Mm -hmm. victor and the way victor made it back to town on foot has also been called into question so Again, I had to reread it over a little bit because it doesn't give like a lot of details, but Wikipedia mentioned that a few people from the town, I guess, had spotted Victor and that's how they noticed his clothes were sopping wet. And they made a note that, you know, they thought it was odd that Victor had made it back to the town on foot like so soon, but it never mentions what time like the accident happened. So I'm like, I I have no idea if that's even like possible. Because I have no idea what time the accident like. So it's like, let's say he strolls into town at 10 a.m. And they're saying it takes four hours. That could have happened at any time in the evening. Yes. Because, like, if they left uh, at midnight. And if they're that close to the cabin, who, who's not to say the accident happened at 1 a.m.? He goes and sleeps for four hours and walks home. Yeah. Like, yeah. lots of things. But the whole, his past makes me very nervous. Yes. Good nap. <laughs> 
Gnat indeed. No. Gnat, gnat. Oh, did you catch it? Ooh, no, you were close. I almost had it though. <laughs> He'll be back. I had fruit flies. I'm I'm an expert. Yeah. <gasps> Papa. Anyway, <laughs> sorry. No, that's okay. So all those different theories. However, um, Keith and Victor continue to stand by their story, which annoyingly no other witnesses can verify. Even though I'm curious what elder, like what old person they were talking about. Like, can they not find out that person just yeah. to like verify that this was actually happening? Yeah, well, can we like, have one more? Also, I'm sorry. Sometimes they question people who they like really think did it for multiple days, multiple hours, multiple polygraphs. Like, bam, they passed a polygraph and were questioned and that's it. Like, yeah, what the apparently, fuck? yeah. You're the last person to see this girl alive. Yeah. And your record says something could have happened. Yes, yes. Exactly. Like, yeah. why are you and this other guy who happens to be her cousin the only two with this girl? Like, mm-hmm. oh, that makes me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Woo! I know. I'm Doesn't it make you ladies. angry? I'm heated. It's ridiculous. Yeah. <sighs> and apparently, neither Keith nor Victor have talked with anyone like in more detail about what had gone on that night. So I guess they like Fucking refused to talk about it. Made a little pact. I guess like something so. might have happened. How disgusting! Have right? mm-hmm. like, how disgusting of Victor one into her fucking cousin. Yeah. Yeah. Like you watched her grow up. You know this girl. You are mm-hmm. her family. Yeah. So I do lean more towards like they're a little sus, a little suspicious. Uh, yeah. Or or let's just question them more until they're not. Like Yeah. Yeah. The, like there's an easy way. I hate that shit. It's like I understand there's like ev- with every everything in a case, like I feel like there's like a good side and a bad side. Okay, if you're not involved at all, if you throw yourself out there too much, they get suspicious of you. If mm-hmm. you're quiet and reserved, they get suspicious of you. So yeah. like, I get that, but like <laughs> yeah. I if that if I was under scrutiny for that i'd be doing whatever they wanted me to do so that my name was cleared if i had yeah. nothing to do with it like do you want me to take another polygraph like let's volunteer some stuff here boys. Yeah. come on also victor why are you sopping wet like, that's what the, i want to know yes that's a little weird yeah mm-hmm. no it is weird it's very weird like i said like wikipedia had the most information but they didn't have enough information for me because i still yeah. have many questions yeah. rather well, than answers and like if he's sopping wet they didn't like mention he's like covered in mud so it's like yeah and also, i don't where did you mm-hmm. fall in the water so close to town to be that wet and being found yes. yeah because obviously it wasn't rain or else it would be like yeah you know, yeah everything so, so it sounds like maybe him something right it sounds like maybe him and her walked home and maybe something happened close to oh. town and i don't know you i said have there's no ravines, answers there's creeks there's ponds yeah lakes and stuff so i don't know I'm assuming it's nothing good. Um, there has been no trace of Immaculate since her disappearance. She was five foot five, 125 pounds, and had long black hair. She was last seen wearing gray yoga pants, white shoes, and a black hoodie with a red maple leaf on the front. Oh, she, so Canada. I know. Mm-hmm. She didn't own a cell phone, but she did have a dark blue iPod shuffle with white earphones on her when she went missing. And as of this day, it is still unaccounted for. If anyone listening has any information regarding Immaculate's disappearance, you can contact Fort St. James RCMP at 250-996-8269, or you can call Crime Stoppers at 1-800-222-847. Good night. Good night, Gannett. I'm going to way to end the night is uh, we killed the net. Oh, I love that nail color. Oh, thank you. It's very grown out and gross. Can I flick them? Sure. I thought you were going to flick it at me. No. <laughs> no, no. You were like, can I flick him? Can um, I flick him, Aaron? <laughs> before we wrap things... Oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't realize I was 
No, I do not. That is my story. So. I wanted to end on a positive note. And so I, when I was looking into potential cases, a little cute article came up about Robin Edgar Haworth. Okay. He is a man, quote, 67 years old, on his second attempt to walk the Highway of Tears in memory of what he and others believe are more than 40 women who have gone missing. So this man walks the trail or the highway with his little dog and, like, people bring him, like, food donations Uh and, like, he takes pictures of, like, the missing signs he sees and like it was Mm -hmm. just like so like sad but also like look at you like you are making a difference like his name is out there like yes this article is from 2019 but that was only two years ago like it's incredible like I know I know the pandemic has like made people forget that like 2021 is not that far away from pre-covid yeah yeah but this shit is still happening. Well, and it's been happening for, like, the entirety of our parents' lifetime. Yep. If you want yeah. to put it in, like, in one area. Like, yes. this is happening in a span, of, I mean, great great mileage, but yeah. of a fucking highway. Yeah. That'd be, like, the distance from here to our school in Cape Girardeau and this mm-hmm. happening. That, like, what? So, a lot of the leading, um, like, theories is, like, it's truckers and... Mm-hmm. I know I just want to make a caveat, like, not all truckers, but, Mm -hmm. like, there are, like, some terrible people who have trucking as a day job so they can be transient. And, like, you know how most serial killers, they stay where they're comfortable? Yeah. Well, a long road trucker is going to be most comfortable on a highway in his cab. Mm -hmm. So it's very hard to track these people, but still, like, there's nothing you guys can do. Yeah. A lot of, um, like, I think about when you're on the highway, how many, like, semis look the same. Yeah. Unless mm-hmm. it has like Swift or whatever yeah. on the back, it's a it's a white truck with the blue front or mm-hmm. whatever. So it's like totally like hiding in plain sight. Yeah, then you're in and out. Yep, that could be a path for you to get to somewhere else. Well, yeah, my guy Bobby Jack Fowler, mm-hmm. he um he was a transient worker, so mm-hmm. yeah, he was in and out of towns all the time. Yeah, like, by the time you realize something was wrong, he was already gone. So mm-hmm. I get it's difficult, but you can't ignore it. Like something is happening. Yeah. And here's where we end on something funny. I have a totally off topic. There we go. Yeah, yeah. The talker coming in. Woo! Um, Okay, you've seen the stress in our eyes. (laughs) (laughs) No, remember how to end it. (laughs) The note I had you earlier. Okay, so like again, thank you for listening. This is not the very end, but thank you for listening to episode uh, eighty-two, Highway of Tears. If you want to ask us questions, email us, whatever. Yep, we'll get we'll get you the details at the end here but totally off topic so that we end on something different because woof that was a lot mm-hmm. so i'm listening to this podcast and it's pretty popular it's called generation y i've heard of it yeah it's i think from wondery and i started listening to like some of their n- midway newer episodes and then i was like i'm gonna go back as far as i can because yeah. i want to hear more of this and uh, I, it can't go to episode one that's just, like, not on Spotify. Like, I think you have to go to Wondery to listen to them. Uh, okay. Whatever it may be. But it starts, you can start on, like, episode, like, 84. And I think they covered some, like, really well-known cases in the beginning and then started kind of branching out. So I was listening to today. I'm still in the middle of, like, John Benet Ramsey, Mary mm-hmm. Bell, like, all of these, yeah. like, crazy things. And one of the cases that they were talking about was, and I... Sh- 
I will try to look up because I've literally listened to so I binged it. I'm I if you saw how many I've listened to in like a week, you'd be like, holy shit. <laughs> but there's a case where a group of young gentlemen, so 16, two 16 year olds, a 17 year old, an 18 year old, and then like a 21 year old, they decide that they're going to rob a house. And so they like find a house and they think no one's home. They knock on the door. No one comes to the door. So they attempt to break in through the back door and ignoring that there's a truck in the driveway. Well, apparently the guy who lives there has like insomnia or like takes like sleeping pills. So he didn't hear them knocking on the door and didn't hear, but he heard them try to break in. Oh no. So he comes down, shoots two of them. Oh geez. One in the chest instantly dies one in the leg and put he calls the police okay Jeez. he actually takes to what in that case he held the boys at gunpoint and brought them into his house and like made them like sit in a room till the cops got there which is like exactly what i would do i'd be like sit the fuck down <laughs> i wouldn't shoot though that's mm-hmm. that scares me but what was so interesting about it was the whole the trial so some of these boys, yes, boys, because they're not grown-ass men, like, right. quote-unquote, by the law. Mm-hmm. The 21-year-old is who was killed, I'm pretty sure. Okay. So, you have all these people who are involved in this case. You have lots of laws about defending your castle and whatever. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 mm-hmm. yeah. So, they are breaking into his house. He has no idea if these boys have weapons on them. Yeah. Like he, so, of course, he's going to defend himself. I have never heard this, so I just think it's a very interesting to talk about. And I, again, if there's a listener out there who knows more about this, like, correct me, teach me more. I would love to know. But if you do not agree with the punishment of what comes with a crime. So let's just say they're trying one boy who they're going to say you have to serve 45 years in jail because of XYZ, breaking and entering, Mm -hmm. blah, 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 blah. If you can say not guilty and still think he's guilty of the crime, but don't agree with the punishment. Yes. This whole thing about Generation Wise podcast was like, people don't understand their full power as Mm -hmm. a jury. So if someone commits a heinous crime, but they're 16 years old, so you don't think they should go to jail for life, you find them not guilty because guess what? They're going to try to give, they're going to do everything they can to get that kid put where they, where they can. Maybe they can't go for first degree murder, murder, but maybe the judge can give them second degree. Okay. Okay. That does make sense. It was very interesting hearing them state, know your power as a member of a jury, potentially. So Hmm. like you have a say more than you think you do. Yes. And yes. And no to the finite answer. Yes. So they said like, um, the prosecutor will do everything they can to keep this open and keep them, oh yeah, you know, until oh, yeah, they, they get <laughs> something that they want, something that the family thinks of the of the victim yeah. is fair, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. So I just, I, I would love Aaron if you want to cover something like a story like this. I just <laughs> think it would be like, it's just so interesting because I didn't even yeah. know that was a thing because yeah, you do hear cases where it's like we're trying you for murder. And in your state, you know either you're going to go to the chair or you're going to be put for life. Well, sometimes you don't get those, like, you don't get your quote-unquote punishment until after you find you guilty or not. Mm -hmm. So those are a little bit more difficult. But it's like, if you know, you could say not guilty. Like, what? 
my mind was like yeah. exploding. So I don't know if maybe like you can maybe simplify the answer for us a little bit better if you want to like look into it because it's yeah. like, again your bread and butter. But like it was just so I've never heard any other true crime podcast talk about that ever. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Like knowing your power as a yeah. member of a trial. And you listeners should know your power as Sinister Sunrise podcast listeners. So if you're like, man, what can I do to help my podcasters? You can go to Apple. Oh, I'm so close. iTunes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Lost it back. Here we are. Let's go to sleep, but I'm here. Um, (laughs) You can go to iTunes and leave us a review. That would be awesome. Awesome. Yes, yes. You can follow us on any of our social media platforms. Send us an email at sinistersunrisepodcast at gmail.com. I said before, we're not quite popular enough that we would snub you if you send us a DM. Mm-hmm. Slide into those DMs anywhere you want. Mm-hmm. Um, you have consent. I'm giving it right now. <laughs> Sinister Sunrise Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, um, on TikTok as well. Sinister underscore sunrise underscore podcast. Yeah, hit us up. We are dancing monkeys for you, and we appreciate you all. Yep, thanks for listening to our group episode, yeah. and uh, I think that's episode 82. I think yeah, that's it. it is. Cool. So stay sinister. Bye.